0: Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.
1: Hello, and welcome to Blizzard Watch, the podcast where we watch Blizzard. I, I don't have more for you than that. That's what we do. Uh, I'm your host, Matt Rossi, and with me this week are two stealthy co-hosts who like to be rogues all the time and just hide from things and then stab them from behind when they're not looking it's it's what they do just try not to turn your back on them because they'll stab you uh first up he stabs people alex zebart
2: um i didn't really want that to be public information it kind of makes my stabbing people job much harder yeah that's okay yeah uh, I- i'm hi. sorry
1: so you were telling us about valeria and the various skins so you should probably tell that again because so people who you know can hear it because i thought that was interesting just the uh
2: what about her skins that they exist that they're you cool? bought them
1: like telling oh, people what yeah. you picked up
2: uh, i bought the demon hunter valyra skin for 10 bucks because it was awesome enough for me to give them 10 bucks i don't give heroes of the storm i mean it's free to play so if there's something i actually really want i don't feel bad buying it uh that makes the game possible and it was a really cool skin so i bought it and valyra is much harder to play than i expected her to be
1: okay uh, also this this week. She plays she's finally settled down to playing her rogue after like going through how many ults did you play before this? Like at least three?
3: Um, one, two, three. There was a fourth one that I was playing for a little bit, but I, abandoned, I shelved it for the time being.
1: Okay. So it's basically you've played your shaman, I know you played your druid, and I know you play a hunter on the leveling stream.
3: Shaman, druid, hunter, and then another druid that was on the other faction, and then also there was a monk that I was playing for a little while. Okay. And then that was the one that I kind of shelved. Well, them and the alternate druid. <laughs> I have way too many characters. <laughs> I've, should... I've
1: honestly found playing more than two really hard this expansion. Like, I have four level 110, 110s, but I can't play half of them.
3: Right. Well, and the thing is, is like it's not the leveling process, because that's darn easy. That's the part huh. that I enjoy, is the leveling bit. Because I, I have yet to grow tired of legion leveling i think the only zone that i'm kind of on right now is well no there's two of them high mountain and stormheim and the only reason that i'm kind of on both of them right now is just because the having to go up and down hills and around places is kind of frustrating especially if you die because i don't know who programmed the graveyard spawn system in legion but it is so messed up
1: well here's the i think trick. it's time it's time right now to just let it so when you're dead you can fly
3: yeah just let me fly to my freaking corpse. i can do that in suramar like there's sections of Sur- suramar where if you die in suramar you can fly back to your corpse which is great but i'm like suramar's a flat city why can't i do this in high mountain it's a mountain well um, the only parts of suramar
2: city you can fly in are the ones that like you do have to go up and down Right. Like around the zoo and stuff, which is kind of irritating. But But the the trick is to not die.
3: Yeah. And that's a good trick and everything. But, like, I know that I took my rogue. I was going down to activate one of the ley line things underground. And so I was in this catacomb and I had to go through a gauntlet and I died in the gauntlet. And when I got up at the graveyard, the graveyard was at the very top of the mountain, probably directly above where the catacomb was at. But in order to get back to the catacomb, I had to run around the map. And as I was running around the map, I ran into two other graveyards that were closer to where my body was, <laughs> including one right next to the entrance of the catacomb. I'm like, this is not helpful. There is nothing about this that is helpful. Yeah. It's,
2: it's funny. It's really the exact opposites, opposite. In that you're t- you don't like... St- stormheim and high mountain yeah those are my favorites i am so tired of azuna and valshara
3: see i I like azuna and i like valshara but then i like all of the elfy stuff so you know maybe that's i'm pretty down down for the elfing
2: it's like the same with the azuna like the the central azuna quest questing i think is okay and then everything around it is just dreadful
3: um yeah the ship the ship arena place i think i've done that like on maybe two of my characters and the other ones just kind of skipped it and went to the good
2: stuff? The the ship arena sucks. The pirate area sucks. The vineyard sucks.
3: I like <laughs> the, the vineyard. Yeah, the vineyard is fine. The vineyard uh, is fun.
1: It's also short. It does, yeah. It takes very little time to do the vineyard. Um, Doing the ledge, the Illidari perch. Oh, yeah, that one's kind of... Uh, yeah, that place also sucks. But I still think as, I like Azuna and I like um Valcharra better than I like High Mountain. I like Stormheim cuz I can get I can deal with Stormheim's level of hillishness. Right, like I have not get but High Mountain it's just, you know, go this way but you can't go that way because you can't because there's a mountain in the way. So you go this way but you can't go that way either. You have to go this way. It's like it's faster for me to go to Witchwood and ride down <laughs> to get to some places than it is to just go to them yeah you know, you know they're right next to thunder totem it's faster to fly to witchwood and ride through the tunnel it's like this is absurd it is poorly done that I don't is
2: like it fascinating to me because i've genuinely never had that problem
3: yeah so i just get, tell me a lot of times about problems you don't have yeah it's i get like, frustrated I mean, with the altitude i just I'm get gonna... frustrated with the with the various and on the one hand i appreciate it because the game has been flat for so long. I mean, how bored did I get leveling my umpteenth millionth character through the barrens, which is nothing but flat, open spaces. But at the same time, I think the main issue with me is just, like I said, when you die, where your your ghost spawns at in relation to where your body is at, is it never really seems to be in the most convenient location. And I don't know. I, I... we need to we need to just be able to fly when we're dead. Can we do that? Can, can we do that, Blizzard? Can you just like activate that? Like tie it into. I mean, I think it's something that should have been default when Legion came out. But I know a couple of weekends ago in the queue, somebody said, "Hey, do you think that maybe should have t- been tied to Pathfinder Part One?" And I'm like, "Yes, yes, that would be a good use. That would be a good reward for Pathfinder Part One." I don't think that it should be a reward. I think it should be by default, but. Just retroactively tack it on there. Where if you've got Pathfinder Part One, you can fly to wherever your dead body is. Please. Well, all I know is this. I'll say
1: this much about like the whole height thing and why I annoys me and so forth. You guys all had the water strider mount. Yes. And I didn't because I hate it. I okay, it's but just ugly. But but here's the thing. Because <laughs> of the way that High Mountains laid out, it is imperative that you have a water strider mount. Because if you don't, trying to do various world quests becomes Fifty times harder, and it shouldn't be to the point where you're like, "Oh God, which character did I do Pandaria on?" Okay, I got to get on that character and see if I can go out and buy the mount. I can, great. Unfortunately, he's on a different server, so I need to borrow gold from a friend of mine on that server so I can buy this mount. What? Just so what I can quest do world quests. What do you
2: need that mount for?
1: Trying to do the Falcaster quests when you're trying to get down from uh, High Mountain, which is the closest flight point, but it's literally a mountain and a half away. The only way to get there in any kind of reasonable amount of time without riding through literally everything in Valshara to do it, is to get on a water mount. That's just one of many. I could literally there's the stupid Merlock quests, there's the Carantor quest down the coast, there's other quests in the harbor, the Helia the, the Helia quest That's Sarmheim has this too. The
2: the one I would agree with is the Falcas on like the northern shore of Valsherah or whatever. Like that's, that's in such a weird yeah. place. But anytime but you're ones... trying to do
1: no, if you're trying to do the Helia the Helyajar quests A lot of those are in like weird places where your options are to either fly to a flight point and then ride across the water or fly to a flight point, ride back up, and then jump off of a cliff and use a glider to get down.
2: Either I I just use a flight point on the coast or I fly to Prepfoot, use the kite the game gives you in this expansion, and just fly down to the water from Prepfoot. I
1: don't have any such expansion, any such uh, kite. Well you
2: should get it because all the pieces for it are in high mountain and it gives you a so goblin basi- fly
1: basically fly around through high mountain, do more quests. I don't want to do in his own. I don't want to do to get this thing, which is basically the same as that stupid water mount. It's something I don't want to do, but you're telling me I have to do it just so I don't have to pull my own hair in frustration. No,
3: it's not if a quest. It's just, you go find the items and then put yeah, them together.
2: I mean, when they give you the tool to navigate within the expansion, just saying, Oh, I don't have the tool. Like, well, I mean, it's free for everyone. It's a free So Welcome to
3: the introduction of our show. We're all grouchy. Apparently. (laughs) I'm just saying I like one of the
1: things I like about, for instance, Stormheim is that it tends to give you a way to get down to these places without having to say, spend half an hour building a kite. So yeah, Stormheim is a better zone in my opinion than I don't know.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, if that's your opinion, that's fine. It just seems like, I mean, the way that High Mountain gives you is that glider, much like Stormheim gives you the grapple.
1: Uh, at this way, it doesn't even matter. I have gliders uh, in my bags, so I don't have to build a cape. I still don't like having to go to Prep Foot and jump off and use a glider, because here's the thing, and I don't like to bring it up too much, but I am going blind, so it is, anytime I don't have to do stuff like that, I'm thrilled. It, it's just nicer for me. I don't like it. That There you go. That's going to be it. I'm okay. going to, I'm, don't like high mountain
2: Azuna, however is boring
1: i i like azuna better but the, then again I, I tend to do like the i like their world quests better um high mountain has good world quests so i will give high mountain credit on that one i've i've yeah. done a lot of gear upgrades from high mountain
2: yeah the problem with like you know i've been reading chat while i've been going like well the pirate places and so forth are optional that's true and when i level a new character i don't do any of that stuff on that character like i don't want to do the pirate stuff whatever but then you hit max level and you get to world quest and it's like, oh, today's the Azuna emissary. Oh, there's like four world quests by the pirates and that place sucks. So I'll just not do the emissary today.
1: Well, oh, that doesn't happen. I do the emissary.
2: No.
3: I fine. think the only things that I deliberately skip world quest wise, we've talked to death, is just the like the wind stuff. I don't want to do it. <laughs> Sorry, don't want to do it. Not interested. Yeah, I, <laughs> the rest like... of it, sure, I'll make it. I'll, I'll 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 take a stab at it. But the like the wind, no, no. Yeah, the um, no, I
2: I totally defended the Kirin Tor world quests, like the first round of them when it was like the the floaty ball and like the little path on the ground. Like I was totally okay with those, and they added that like second batch, and there's I don't want to do them.
1: I I'm gonna move on to like the news for a second, cause I want to tie it into what we we're just talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things like this week's news, the one of the things that happened last week was that the patch 7.2 PTR went live. Um, and I've been on it, and one of the things they've put in is the the, the Legion assaults, which are basically like the Demon Invasion 2.0 uh, for 7.2 that tie into the whole Broken Shore stuff. And one of the things I found fascinating was when a zone gets taken over by the Legion, when the Legion assault happens in a zone, the Kiran Tor continue to offer their quests as if nothing was happening. Like, like the wind is still off, you know, there's demons everywhere, but if you want to jump around in the air, yeah, we still got There's
3: demons everywhere! Can you tell which barrel I've marked?
1: No, seriously, yes, <laughs> that is the case. <laughs> Just, I I rode by and like I think it was it, it was it was like the wind was going. He's still there offering it. Meanwhile, I'm literally twenty yards away tanking a pit lord.
2: <laughs> that's, that's kind of the other thing that got me about those other like Kieran Tor quests. Like, I haven't even read what they say about like the wind. I don't understand the purpose of it. But like the first ones, there's like oh this this puzzle. We have to figure out this enigma box. Like okay, they justified it. And like, oh, we were investigating this anomaly, so fly through these weird bubbles. Like, okay, they justified it. And then I walk up to this guy in Suramar. He's like, "Let's play a game." I'm just like, "Excuse me? The world is ending."
3: He's like, "Yep. Let's play the cup game." The world is like, ending, and bubble. we've been doing a lot of drinking, so this is how we're going to amuse ourselves today. Would you like yeah. to play and drink? I'm
1: gonna
3: like, play the buddy, cup game. For I don't have,
2: papers. I don't have time to play your dumb cup game. I'm out. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but yeah it's,
1: the the legion assault is actually really fascinating there's like lots of stuff going on in the ptr they've made significant changes to transmog for instance uh have you can actually look up sets which i've done they're not all in yet um, now
3: is it just what i want to know is are they just doing tier sets is that what it is or yeah. are they going to put in like all of the green sets too
1: right now it's just tier sets and it's okay. not all the tier sets either okay. when i say it's just tier sets it's not just tier sets it's also pvp sets well, yeah, that's also tier. Well, there's PVP sets, there's dungeon, there's dungeon and raid tier sets, um, and they're not all in yet. Because my character, like I was looking for stuff and it wasn't there. Um, but they're they're. It they're, was their initial
3: yeah. build. They're actually releasing a new build, I think today. Yeah, no, I I wasn't expecting
1: it would have it yeah. all done, but it's it's in. It's it's interesting to see it. It tells you like what pieces you have or don't have. Okay. It's kind of hard to test because. If you don't actually have the pieces in your inventory anymore, if you don't have them in void storage or bank or anything, when you transfer a character to
3: the PTR, they're wiped. Oh, so your wardrobe isn't really—it's not at full. I—I'm uh... I,
1: paranoid, and I kept a bunch of stuff.
3: Okay, all right. I have
1: one character that I, I deliberately kept as many weapons and as much armor as I thought I could handle keeping. So I still had five pages of stuff to look at for like one—one one of my like for helmets and stuff. But it's not like it should be on
3: live. I think I have four. I think. So, well, I mean, did they change the the initial interface for like the wardrobe or is no, it just still, It's still mostly the same, it's just that they've added some there's stuff. There's an additional option there to look up there's by tier thing, set. There's one thing that actually you
1: can click on it called sets and it looks at whatever set you have. Oh, okay. Like if you have a set in your bags, it tells you this is the set you have in your bags.
3: Does it tell you where to get the pieces that you're missing?
1: Yeah, but it, since it was the it was the uh, the battle gear for like you know your class hall,
3: mm-hmm. it wasn't very helpful. Okay. It just told me to go to my class hall. And stuff okay. And All right. Well, but, still, it sounds like it could be a useful tool because, quite yeah. frankly, I hate having to remember the names of tier sets.
1: Or for that matter, when there's pieces that go with a tier set but aren't actually part of it.
3: Right. That's, that's really the, a lot of the a lot of the stuff that I look at on Wowhead primarily cuz Wowhead's got quite the database going I don't know if you noticed or not. Anyway, um I'll look up a tier on Wowhead and then I'll go look at the actual set itself and see where the look like pieces drop.
1: Yeah, that's usually what I do when I yeah. do, like, when
3: I recently assembled
1: the uh, Paladin set from Mists that way.
3: Yeah, cuz if there's if there's you know, if the tear pants don't drop or whatever, but there's a look-alike in in another raid somewhere else that I haven't farmed yet, well, then I want to go farm that raid. So,
2: if anybody is listening to this podcast in their car, I want to apologize for the uh, police sirens. You're I was not wondering what over. that
3: was—if that was you or Rossi.
2: It wasn't me, but don't worry, listener. You're not getting pulled over right now. Oh, don't okay. panic.
3: Well, it wasn't can't. me because I'm nowhere near civilization, so I can't really help the fact that there are police sirens in my neighborhood. <laughs> I'm, I'm
2: just I'm just letting any drivers know you're good.
1: Ordinarily, I have push to talk guys, but today I can't for some reason. It's not picking it up, so I apologize. Um, but yeah, so they they've got that going. They've got the uh, the, D, the legion assaults going. Um, I haven't actually got a chance to do the Broken Shore, but I did notice this much. Um, they've advanced the storyline like. Time has passed. Yes. 7.2 is in the future from current stuff. Yes. One of the things that happened to me, um, I, I went, when I went back to the warrior class hall, Odin's like, come speak to me as soon as you get here. And I was like, oh, God, what does he want now? And I, I go you there. You have to prove yourself. No, no. When I get there, he's telling me about how he starts talking. He didn't offer me any quests or anything. Uh, which i think is weird because he he starts a dialogue box They get the box and he's like now that i'm free i may go back and reclaim what is mine and you're that like sounds oh, terrible god what are you gonna do are you gonna declare war on Alderwar? war what, what's gonna happen <sighs> but all i know is storyline stuff is moving forward so okay well that's cool um also there was like a lot of when, oh yeah when i was doing legion assaults um you know how when you get you do like a various world quests and you say you're doing warden's world quests and the warden pops up and talks to you. Mm-hmm. But if you're doing like the the emissary quest, then it's like in Azuna, it would be Ferrandis. If you're in Stormheim, it's usually Odin. Uh, somebody pops up and talks to you and tells you do this quest. Instead of those guys, it was uh Maya of shadow song and Illidan telling me what to do. Interesting.
3: That has and- to be like, two of the grouchiest people giving you orders well, ever. Well, more to the point, can you
1: imagine, like, if the two of them are, like, if they, are they working
3: together? What does that meeting like? That must have been awkward.
1: Yes. I was not prepared for how awkward this is.
3: And then they kiss? No, they don't. No, I don't.
1: <laughs> if you've, maybe you've redefined kissing since the last time I did it, but um, um that stabbing with the round, with the round spinning edge thing is not kissing. Am I? <laughs> no, it's you get like Maev's the one who tells you, you know, there's a demon nearby that must be destroyed, and so you go and destroy it because you know I'm not going to argue with her, um, but yeah, so that that's. It's still very familiar. It's still very much world questing. It doesn't feel different. It doesn't. It lacks the outright "oh god, I'm gonna die" of the actual invasion. Like remember when the invasion bosses were super hard? Like you kind of had to almost zerg them down. Yeah, they're yeah.
2: a little too hard.
1: Yeah, I this feel. is not that. These guys. This is these quests are harder than your stock world quests. Like i I was like doing it in about eight sixty five, eight seventy gear, and I was feeling it. Like I had to work to to do it. At one point, I went prot because it was just easier. Um, but they're not undoable. It doesn't like if you're gearing your character through world quests, these are accomplishable. You don't you don't have to have raid gear or or mythic dungeon gear or anything to do this. If you've been gearing through world quests, you'll be okay doing this. But that being said, there definitely is an element that they're a step up from current world quests. They're up they're they're actually harder. So I I don't know. I think it'll it's it'll give people new stuff to do. Uh, it changes up the zone pretty radically. Uh there's a quest that you get when you land in a zone that says basically do everything and you get a reward. Um so overall it's pretty they're pretty cool. I I I think people will enjoy them. But I'm there's some stuff that needs to be straightened out. Like uh they don't do spawns nearly fast enough. Like there were 25 people standing around waiting for a demon to respawn and that demon doesn't respawn for 5 to 7 to 10 minutes. That's that's kind of ridiculous. That demon yeah. needs to come back. Um, and some of the quests are a little weird and jokey. Like there's one quest where you and a murloc demon hunter named like I don't know, like I forget its name.
3: Liladon.
1: No, it's not named Liladon. It was like Marguer or, or something. But oh, okay. Because I was it, gonna it, say Liladon is a pet battle boss.
2: Yeah, it's it uses that character model. It's
1: the Liladon model. Just he's riding on a fell saber and he rides with you into battle and he's constantly his head pops up when you start the quest and of course he just goes. Rawr, rawr, rawr. And then you go and you you kill a bunch of Burning Legion guys who are trying to convert the Murlocs. I don't think even they know why. And then when you're done, he you know goes, raw, 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 and the quest ends. So it, it's kind of fun, but at the same time, it's kind of like, what? What just happened? Did, did I, in a pet <laughs> battle guy, just do that? I, I don't know, I'll guess back to tanking demons, I guess. So,
3: yeah.
2: You, it's like all the quests you did with Murky in the Old World Quests. It's like all, There's a Murky thing in every single zone.
3: Yeah, it's You guys have done the quest in Azuna, right? Yeah, you know the one I'm talking about, right? If you're talking about a murky quest, then yes. No, it's not murky. Uh, you you run into a murloc who you need help. Or wait, was he a murloc? I think he was a murloc. Talking about
2: the one in Seramar.
3: Yeah. Oh. Okay. Off the coast.
1: Yeah. In
2: Suramar- and you had yeah. to
3: help him out.
1: I haven't done yeah. the Seramar one. Though.
3: Oh, okay. No, you got to go do that one because it's 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 pretty it's- great. Z- it's pretty great. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, now that we've we've talked about that a bit, there's a lot more to 7.2, but they haven't you know, they haven't tested it yet, so you can't really tell you much about it. Like there's new gear and so forth. If you get a chance, you should go look at the the looks. So some of them are really great. The the new dungeon, there's a new five man dungeon, and uh, I can't speak for all the gear coming out of it. Like some people didn't like the leather, but the plate set, if they release the plate set in all these colors, I will be thrilled because it has the plate set with four colors. It's got gold, blue, red, and green. And they're all good. Like, it's not a bad green. It's not the kind of green where you're looking and go, oh, God, I can't believe this gear is that color. It's, like, actually a nice, solid green color. So that stuff's really nice, too. There's a lot of good stuff, sets here and so forth. But We should probably talk about other stuff because a lot of other stuff's going on this week. You guys are talking about a little bit in the pre-show, but I figure we should just mention it now. Um, Both Overwatch and Heroes of the Storm have the Lunar Festival thing happening. Yes. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, um, I, I don't know anything about Overwatch. I don't play it. I just watched the lore stuff. So.
2: Overwatch is um, because Overwatch takes place on Earth. They're not going with the Lunar Festival thing that kind of like Blizzard Games have established. It's the, the Lunar New Year. It's straight up Chinese New Year. It's Year of the Rooster. Yeah. And it's lots of new skins and a Capture the Flag game mode they're calling Capture the Rooster because reasons.
3: There's a rooster on the flag. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's a it's Capture the, the flag. flag. It's Capture the Flag. And I am delighted about this because I remember when they initially were talking about Overwatch, and talking about the different game modes, they said that they weren't probably weren't going to do a capture the flag because they couldn't figure out like there wasn't a way to make it work with all of the heroes or something like that. I don't remember. All yeah, I remember dude. is they said, nah, we're not going to do Capture the Flag. Well, now we've got Capture the Flag. and
2: Yeah, I mean, they've still said, um, Kaplan said, you know, it's not the most balancing in the world, so we're not adding it to, like, competitive play. Yeah, but it's not going we'll... into
3: competitive play, but after the event is over, it will be added to the arcade mode, so you yeah. can go back and play it if you want to.
2: Yeah, so it'll be an option in the arcade, but it's not. Which like, is cool! Adding...
3: I'm happy with that, you know? At least there's that much. For people that want to see it. But yeah. Um, if you have Overwatch. You also get a free loot box. With the holiday event. That may or may not have a skin in it. Or it could just have duplicates of everything. Or just a yeah. spray. <laughs>
2: it could be mean. and end up with just a bunch of sprays.
3: Yeah. I got three duplicates. And I got a victory pose for Junkrat. That is him smoking what looks like a firecracker. Or a small st- stick of dynamite. Like a cigar. Like he's holding it by his mouth like a cigar. And. It could be a Lunar New Year thing. I'm not sure because that's kind of Junkrat's MO anyway. So it could just be a standard Junkrat pose. I don't know. Anyway, I got it out of the loot box, which was pretty great. Um, Heroes of the Storm, though. Alex, you've been playing that today a little bit. So what's up Uh, with that?
2: The rooster race at the start of every match is really, really hard. Uh, To the point where I feel like it's almost impossible unless you have a, like a coordinate, coordinated team. Because they have a very small amount of time to collect various items in the spawn area and deliver them to the rooster in the correct order. And if people don't know Wait, how- Wait,
3: there's works, like a correct order too?
2: Yes, yes. There's wow. like At the top of the screen, it'll have the countdown and it'll show which item the rooster wants. And if you bring the rooster that item, it progresses forward one step. But people don't really know how it works yet. And the timer's so slim that like it'll show, like, oh, bring in a piece of gold bullion. And somebody picks up, like, a flower. It's like, oh, I'm just going to give it to the roosters. Like, he doesn't want the flower, so you've just wasted the flower. And he still wants the gold. So it's like, if your team is not coordinating and doesn't understand what's happening, you're just not going to get it done.
3: Oh, Whereas, boy. Do you think it's something that people are going to figure out before the event is over with? Because it's like a three-week event, right?
2: I think they'll figure it out. But even when you your group knows, like, even if your group knows how to do it, the timer's still super slim. So, like... If the third item, because it, it can also repeat items, so you can't necessarily pick all the items up and wait to turn them in. So it might be like, okay, I want a flower and then a firecracker and then another flower. But if the flower spawns at like the opposite side of the starting area, so you couldn't have like picked it up the beginning and bring it close, that might eat up your entire timer.
3: Oh, boy. So
2: it's a tight timer where everybody has to understand what's happening and random spawn locations could still screw you. It's so much more difficult than the previous event things were like, oh, just kill a treasure goblin or pick up some things so the SCVs don't steal them or whatever. Like, those are all really easy. This is pretty tough.
3: Okay. But there's also new skins available, too, for the Lunar Festival, right?
2: Yeah. uh, Lunar Li Ming and Lunar, uh, no, Li Ming and the Monkey King for Samuro.
3: They both have themed attacks, right, along with the skins? I think so. Yeah, I was going to say, I thought Leeming, she had like a thing where she was like shooting fireworks and stuff instead of the usual probably. array of spells.
2: Either of them really interested me, so I didn't look at them too closely. Right. Uh, I don't use Lunar Leeming, I already have a Leeming skin. I have Striker Leeming, and I am I limit myself to one skin per hero because I can only use one at a time.
3: Which one is Striker?
2: Uh, when she's a volleyball player.
3: Okay, I thought so, but I wasn't sure. <laughs> yeah.
2: And that one's cool. It's like, okay, I have my leeming skin. I don't care which other ones they add. I have the one I want. Okay. That's my limit. One skin per hero.
3: All right.
1: Okay. That's pretty much it, except, I mean, hmm, well, I guess we've talked about Overwatch and Heroes. We've talked about uh, Plat 7.2. Uh, i guess we could talk briefly about the aq mini holiday
3: uh it's already done and over with but yeah the aq the first of the micro holidays was done over the weekend and it was basically a recreation of the opening of the gates of on only not quite because it was mostly just collecting stuff and turning it in for points um and then whichever faction had the most points they get i guess they get like banners flown or something like that for the rest of the year until it happens next year um Part of me was kind of hoping that we'd see some sort of like invasion event type thing on the scale of the original one where the, you know, the Colossus dudes.
2: So we can crash all the servers again?
3: Yeah, because that'd be great. (laughs) It'd be authentic. No, um, I just, I I was kind of curious if we'd see anything like that. We did not. Um, the other thing to point out too for people who have been waiting for it, uh, I believe Nighthold LFR Wing One opened today, correct? Should have. Today's Tuesday, right? Yeah, today's Tuesday. Uh, it should be Mythic and Wing One should okay. be opening
1: today.
2: So if you've been, been waiting for
3: yeah, if you've been waiting for Nighthold LFR, go get it. It's there.
2: And um, the next micro holiday, by the way, is next week Tuesday. It's the Kieran Torch Tavern crawl.
3: Oh boy!
2: I just is that next Tuesday? To... Yes, I missed I missed the uh, Call of the Scarab, so I was like, hmm, I should look up the other next one real quick. Oh yeah, I'm it's the Last Day of that. January. January 31st, Kieran Tor Tavern crawl.
3: And that one is, I don't think that there's anything um, major involved with that one. You just go from bar to bar and drink some stuff. It's a tavern crawl. That's what it is. With the Kieran Tor, it's apt to be a good time.
1: <laughs> so yeah, basically
3: the Kieran that's Tour. Of-
2: they don't seem to really care about this whole Legion invasion thing. Like, all the silly stuff in the expansion, it's the Kieran Tors doing.
1: Well, they, they pointed us at it, and then they were like, yeah, okay, you guys are handling it right. Cool, cool. I'll like, cool. be over here y'all... drinking. Yeah, make... like,
2: y'all aren't taking this very seriously. What's,
1: what's going on? It's weird because at the same time, if you're doing the Suramar questline, the insurrection stuff, they're pretty heavily involved in that.
3: Yeah, they are. But... So
1: on the one hand, they're being real serious over in the battlefront, getting ready to invade Sir Mar City. Maybe the
3: ones that are doing all of the drinking and the barrels and the things like that, those are the ones that, like, flunked out of their classes, so they're just doing extra credit well, remember, right now.
2: Do you remember in Raph, there was that drunken mage in the sewers that gave yes. you the Kung Looch recipe? Yes. Maybe he has, like, a high rank in the Kirin Tour now. Like, they promoted the drunk, and now he's like, let's play cup games. Let's go to
1: the bar. <laughs> uh we lost a lot of good people in the nexus war we I'm graduated, we get. graduated with the masters in kugaloosh <laughs> you know they do have to conjure food and drink so maybe that is in fact something they do they maybe but all right um i guess at this point we move on to emails because you know that is what we do here on the show uh if you have an email for the show, please send it to podcast at blizzardwatch.com and put Blizzard Watch in the title, uh, in the subject time. So we know, basically we know it's for this show, uh, cause we have another podcast, so it, it helps us, uh, get everything straight. And, you know, you guys have been pretty good about it lately, so, you know, keep it up, but, you know, try and keep the emails reasonably short so we can try and get them all read and on the show, as many as possible, uh, Anne usually reads for us, so she's going to do so for now.
3: Okay, uh, first email is from Gaddis on Ravencrest EU, who says, Hello, gang. So we know of the Holy Dreadlord called Lothraxian. So my question is, if you think that he's similar to the normal Dreadlords in that he goes to the Qu- Twisting Nether if he were to die. Awesome work. Regards from Gaddis on Ravencrest EU. I don't know. Where do Holy Dreadlords go when they die? First of all, Holy Dreadlord sounds like something Robin would say if he was suddenly thrown into League. Holy Dread Holy Dreadlord! but uh yeah holy
2: I, dreadlords batman you forgot the batman it's essentially batman yeah
3: well i was trying to think of the azeroth equi- equivalent of batman and i couldn't think of anybody right off the top holy of my dreadlords head
2: lord's cadgar
3: there you go okay no not batman. <laughs>
1: batman. It's, it's, batman. it's two syllables <laughs> it's two syllables it fit so Sorfang. but anyway um
3: no i, I honestly i have no idea uh like, wouldn't that be I, a bummer you like you've redeemed yourself you're a holy like you're you're paladin and all this you're part of the army of the light and you die in battle and all of a sudden you're in the middle of like everybody that you've left behind I
2: mean, does the twisting nether have like a spawn point would they just spawn camp him
3: <laughs> i don't know i'm just thinking to me it's similar to did you ever watch disney's hunchback of notre dame you know when there was like the old dude in the stocks and He, like, accidentally got let go, and he's like, I'm free, I'm free, and then he trips, and he falls into another set and goes, dang it. Yeah, okay, so is that what Lothraxian, is that what happens to him after he
1: dies? (laughs) See, here's the thing, about the whole idea of Lothraxian in the first place. We've seen an awful lot in World of Warcraft about how you can be corrupted when you did nothing wrong, and, like, just because someone exposed you to enough evil, you get corrupted. Like, you know, now you're... And it's just like, is Lothraxian the holy light? equivalent of that like did he get redeemed or was this forced on him like yeah. is he forcibly brainwashed by the light to think you know now i'm good and if he like died and ended up back there we'd be like oh thank god guys i was forced by this horrible outside force to do sickening benevolent things oh oh that's horrible we're gonna kill you a lot now just to make sure i, I understand i would do yes of course Torture for everyone, especially me. You know, I, I I don't know. I have no idea how this works. I don't know if Lothraxian dies if he just instead of going back to the Twisting Nether, he goes someplace lighty or he goes to the Twisting Nether but he's still full of light and Or maybe
2: tr- if he's not a demon anymore, maybe he just dies.
3: Maybe, maybe he just yeah. dies. Maybe the Naru take him somewhere. Yes. Or Wherever the turn- Naru take people. He turns
1: into a wind chime. I don't know. Uh, i mean, he starts talking about Great it's I don't know.
2: We don't know anything about this guy, frankly.
3: He's yeah. the only one we've ever seen. So, And the Maybe. only other, like, anything that we've had kind of even remotely like him was the satyr that was out in Vale, where you redeemed him and he turned back into a night elf.
1: Yeah, I don't think dreadlords are a species that turns back into anything. I
3: think that's it. Right. They, 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 so I don't, yeah. Because he's not cursed. He's just a dreadlord. But this now he's a, a are, good guys. dreadlord, so, yeah, good question. We don't know. Sorry, Gaddis. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, next email is from Steel Belly, a Pandaren warrior who has an excellent name, who says, Hey guys, your conversation on transmog made me think. Do you think they should add some kind of function or system for quote-unquote lobbying to have missing transmog pieces added to the game there are a few missing pieces that they've added here and there the ICC heroic 25 warrior set boots are in the new violet hold for example but I think it's a glaring error that a lot of pieces simply aren't in the game right now with no way to bring attention to them thanks for the podcast steel belly
1: I put this email in because I as soon as I read it I spent several minutes going over violet hold yes and looking at the go, the boots, all the play boots, going, this don't match warrior tier ten heroic. Until I finally realized, it's not normal boots, and it's not mythic boots. It's only the heroic boots. Yeah. But the heroic boots do match warrior tier ten. Twenty
3: five heroic twenty five. Yeah,
1: they're from heroic twenty five. They're tier ten. Okay. The tier ten boots, and I'm so angry, I could like go mad. <laughs> they put them in violet hold. Violet Hold. <laughs> Your favorite place to be. I'm going to have to run Violet Hold over and over again because I have that set except for those boots. And I've had that set since Wrath. I didn't even have to... Well, I had to farm the pants. I never did. But I, everything else, I have that set and there's no belt or boots and now they put the boots in. They didn't put a belt in yet. Thanks. Maybe guys. they
3: did and it's just hiding somewhere and you haven't found it yet. Thank you. I needed that in my life. But yeah,
1: <laughs> it's, it's, it, it's quite maddening. But in terms of them having a system to lobby for stuff, sure, we could use that. Uh, I think they know we want things, though. I don't really feel like we need – like, what system would it be? Like, you know, a box somewhere? I could just type in, you know – I could open the transmog window and just open and type in, give, give me this piece. I mean, I'm not sure what you mean by you, a lobby. You
2: click on the box. You get the box it gives you a piece of paper, and you fill it out, and you drop it back in the box
1: so what like in stormwind there'd be like an actual box to turn like into? Out,
2: like out like by the transmog vendors like it's the transmog vendor like suggestion box like hey you only
3: know, it's all glowing and purple in ethereal
2: we think it would be really cool if we had like a pizza party once a month and they read it they're like we're not responsible for that
3: we, we don't do pizza we're but... incorporeal we're held to get we're beings of light and void held together by bandages we don't do but pizza
2: we'll, we'll take that under advisement i guess
3: We'll think about it uh, the very, very day it becomes relevant to our interests. Yes.
2: But um, I, I think this place exists and it's called the forums.
3: Yeah.
1: That being said, you know, it would be nice if they added more stuff like that. I mean, I the fact that the, those warrior boots have obviously existed this whole time, but weren't in the game. Yeah. Like, Or one that always drives me crazy. And I remember, we, like, Anne and I were running this raid at the same time. So she'll remember a lot of complaints about it. They made no shoulders for plate classes yeah there were no shoulders if you wanted shoulders you had to get your tier set because there wasn't a single pair of sh- cataclysm was the no shoulders expansion like we i remember that was like a running theme mccurley and i would complain about it literally every week
3: there were just and no shoulders anywhere
1: it was just like you know seriously if you want shoulders you know you had if you were doing Firelands tier and you wanted shoulders you had to get your tier piece because there just wasn't any, there weren't any for anybody else. It was like they they had one set of shoulders and they were tanking shoulders. I think they were probably healing shoulders. There was nothing for DPS. If you wanted shoulders, you had to get your tier piece. It was so strange. And they really should, if you're if you've put together like a, a lookalike set from Firelands, you don't have shoulders. Like it, there's shoulders that just don't exist. So I I really feel like that kind of thing. There's. We've talked in in extensive detail before about, like, lots of pieces we would like to see them added. But just in terms of, yeah, there's lots of stuff they should add. I think they should keep – as much as I'm not thrilled to have to go back to Violet Hold now.
3: Now you kind of want
1: to because that's where the boots are. Think about, like, all these dungeons that you might be willing to go back to. Like, imagine if they made – you know, like, if they actually made an Oculus time walking and you're already going, oh, my god, no. But then they put in that piece that you don't have. That that one piece – yeah,
3: there's lots of stuff like that out there. Um, Domehammer I, in the chat channel says I want the Scollmant sets added back. Yes, me too. That yeah, is that okay. is they were removed back when Cataclysm came out. Well yeah. not it, no, miss of Pandaria. When they did the revamp to Scollmant, they took out those class or the little they were small blue sets of gear and yeah. I have a few of them like a few bits and pieces of them right now in my wardrobe from the few mm-hmm. characters that had gotten bits and pieces, but there are so many that I'm missing and I can't get them again. There's no That's way. Like,
1: when they, when they did, they did this like in other ways, like they did it with the Zulgarub gear. Yeah. There was Zul-Gurub gear. Those original.
3: Yeah. The Spider-Man plate.
1: Yeah. They put that back in uh, on people who just dropped random greens in Pandaria trolls that you would fight. Uh, trolls the on the Isle of
3: Thunder. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Not just on the Isle of Thunder, there were wandering groups that you could also try and get a a mount off of. Right. And those guys dropped...
3: The Warbringers. uh, Dude, those guys were so
2: annoying. Leveling an alt after they added those, and you're just, like, questing and questing. And then just a random max-level elite troll walks by and just, like, you're dead now. Yeah. This is it. This is your life. You're dead.
1: But as much as that was annoying, they did actually have the CG pieces on them so you could kill them and get those pieces including stuff like the pole arm drop that you can't get anywhere anymore like there's a pole on the halberd of smiting that you just could not get and then they, they uh, the same model now drops off those guys so they do do that sometimes and i definitely want to encourage it uh i don't know if like having i don't know what the lobbying system would be like i, th- I think alex is dead on that that's just the forums
3: just you kinda have to go there and mention it because I I can't see any other unless they wanted to like add some kind of feedback box to the transmog interface, but that would just be weird. I mean there I, is the a forums in-game. exist for a reason. There
2: is an in game, I think, suggestion box under the customer service, but I would be shocked if anybody looks at that because <laughs> dumb crap they probably get.
3: I yeah, I think your forums would probably be the best bet. I, I don't I don't know. I know that I think the European forums added a section for transmog. I want to say that they did. I don't know if the U.S. forums has a section for transmog. I haven't been to the forums in a while. Um, But, yeah, bringing it up there is probably your best bet. Because that's where it's going to get read. And that's where people, if other people are looking for the same thing, then they're just going to upvote the heck out of that and go, yeah, and while we're at it, how about this thing? You know, maybe that's the place to do it. Anyway, thank you for the question, and also thank you for cueing Rossi into the fact that he's going to have to go through hell now. Oh, we're to going to Violet Hole.
1: We're going to Violet Hole this week.
3: No, we aren't.
1: Oh, yeah, we are. <laughs> I I, oh, I can go on
3: tanking strike. why? <laughs> no, sugar maw. <laughs> anyway. It's going to be heroic, too. Our next email is from Shad, who is a blood elf prop pally from Hyjal US, who says, The Suramar questline, spell- specifically Elisan part, seems to be a retelling of Ashara's betrayal of her people. This would make sense given the last two years, which have been a retelling or incorporation and sometimes a retconning of previous lore. Also, what is most likely to break your sense of immersion and enjoyment that you think could be easily fixed? Proud Patreon supporter, Shad, Blood Elf Prop Pally, Proud Reason for All Wipes for Wolves of War, Joll US.
1: I don't want to do any spoilers here.
3: Yeah, please I... don't, because I haven't finished the Suramar stuff yet. But I don't agree. I'm working on it. Because yeah. Because motivations are entirely
1: different. Yeah. yeah. Like, love Elisander or hate her. And Elison does have a lot of negative
3: qualities. Yeah. But she's no Ashara. no she's like opposite end of the spectrum really
1: this is somebody that if she could figure out a better way
3: she she would have
1: yeah she just doesn't see it and there's there's stuff in the raid and stuff that happens before you get to the raid like when you're doing the quests. so i'm not again not going to do spoilers but stuff that talks that ties into like why why she does what she does and how she does what she does that's very distinct to her and is not this is not somebody who's like i'm so great that the only people who can possibly be as good as me are, are a Titan.
2: Yeah. Elizan. Yay. is like, "Uh, how do, how do we survive this terrible situation? I don't see any other way out. Whereas Ashara was like, Sargeras, he sounds hot. Let's party.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Possibly less like that. But
3: Ashara, the Paris Hilton. (laughs) Galderay society. Um, No, I think Elisande, she, I mean, there are reflections of things that are happening in Suramar and the way that people are treated in Suramar that obviously point to the fact that the Legion is not a good thing. But Elisande didn't really have a choice. She didn't have much of a choice at all. It was go ahead and let them do what they'd like to do and, and try and work with them or everybody dies. And she just spent the last 10,000 years making sure everybody was alive. So the last thing she wants to do is, you know, destroy all of her people. Is it a terrible choice to make? Yeah. Was it the right decision? Probably not. But what were her options? How many options did she have? So I don't I don't think you know, in Ashara's situation it was very much he showed up and said, hey, I've got all kinds of power. We want to rebuild the universe in your glorious visage. And she was like, yeah, sure. I am so on board with that. It wasn't a matter of her people's survival. She didn't care about her people's survival, like, in the slightest. She sent. She was perfectly okay with the Legion running around, culling people that were kind of inferior and didn't belong in Ashara's perfect vision of the world that was to come. She was okay with that. Elisande is not, it's not the same thing. It's just, it's not the same thing.
2: And if, you know, Thalyssra uh, is turning things around now, but if Elizond wasn't there to, like, play like play the role that she is and be that kind of ally with the Legion, Suramar probably would have been just wiped off the map and Thalyssra wouldn't be alive to ask for help. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's but... a delay tactic involved that Elizond maybe not maybe not intended, but that's how it played out. And that Suramar has been there long enough for us to show up and help because she sided with the Legion.
1: Yeah, and... To answer your other question about what's the most likely to break my sense of immersion, um, a quest where I'm suddenly talking to a murloc and doing weird murloc things.
2: Obvious quests, cop culture reference.
1: Obvious cop culture references at this point don't do it because I've seen so many of them. But suddenly turning into a murloc baby and spitting bubbles at crab people while being cheered on by another murloc baby. I I'm sorry. This this it feels like they they failed to read the room of the rest of the expansion. The entire rest of the expansion is like demons are coming,
0: demons are here, and
1: we must. Buy. And then then
3: there's okay. Maybe it was the same person who decided to like make the Kirin Tor a bunch of drunken dudes that like to count barrels. I don't I, know. I
1: suspect it is in fact the Kirin Tor.
3: It's all the Kirin and tour.
1: that drunken guy that Alex mentioned in the sewer. He's got a thing <laughs> for Murlocs. Him and King Mergle Mergle got together. And it's like, why are you here?
3: You know how there's like eight or nine schools of magic? There's the one that they don't mention. It's like the twel- the forbidden 12th school. <laughs> the party school. It's the school of debauchery. <laughs> like, we don't talk about that one. But they're everywhere. <laughs> they no, are it's everywhere.
1: Like the total party school. But like, yeah, it's like... The-
3: the pop culture
2: stuff, it's like, you could have told, like, a cool story here, but instead we're just, like, watching your version of a movie, but it's bad. Just uh, tell a good story instead of giving me, like, Harrison Jones again or whatever.
1: Like I said, there's there's pop culture references that I'm fine with, like Toshley Station in in Burning Crusade, where if you know it's a pop culture reference, you know it's a pop culture reference. But if you don't, it's just a bunch of gnomes out in the out in middle of nowhere, and it's fine, because yeah. why wouldn't gnomes be there? There have been various ones throughout the years. Bud in, Z- in ZA was not a good one. He he was very distracting.
2: That was terrible. Like They took the entire story of ZG and just made it weird redneck people. Yeah. What? I didn't ZA,
1: ZG guy. No, Bud was at ZA. Yeah. And I didn't, Whatever. I
2: didn't, Whichever one. Whichever
1: one is Zul'jin,
2: right? ZA was Zul'jin?
3: Yeah. Zul'emon, yeah, that was Zul'jin.
1: Yeah. So
2: Zul'jin himself is like a, a character from... Like, he, he got a place in Heroes of the Storm. Because so he was, like, a major figure in Warcraft 2.
1: Yeah, a major Warcraft And thing.
2: he was a major Warcraft figure. And when he finally got to Zuliman, like, oh, they're going to do something awesome with this guy. they got this amazing trailer. Like, something's going to go down. And now it's just Bud's crew. It's like, let's get treasure. All
3: right. Okay. If that's what you want to do? I don't know. I
1: loved ZA personally, but. I love ZA as an actual series of encounters, but. I never really thought about the story of it because there really isn't much story to it. Like, I mean, obviously, you want to stop Zul'jin just because the guy's real mad and he's not going gonna... to. I got I liked the whole I spit on the Horde bit. You know, I thought, you know, of course he'd be mad. The Horde, you know, comes to him, asks him for an alliance. He agrees to it. And then they let the blood
3: elves in. The, yeah. The, yeah. This is I don't know, man. That ZA trailer is still one of my favorite trailers from the game yeah, like that very end lack- where he goes we gonna bury you here i'm like ah it, every time it's fantastic i love that trailer i love that dungeon i love that raid it was one of my favorites back in the day
1: well yeah it, it's pretty there's stuff that does break my my immersion i honestly feel like i don't know i don't know how you could actually easily fix the the murloc ones except not to have them and i guess some people like them so i I like them, but so, I'm yeah. weird, so, you know. Everybody's weird. This, everyone has something they like that other people don't like. Like I've said, one of my favorite additions to World of Warcraft is when they add something I can ignore. I don't like, know. It so happy. Brawler's Guild, I never go to it. I don't care about it at all. Yay, add more stuff like that.
3: Brawler's Guild is one of those things where it's like um, I go at the end of the expansion when I've run out of things to do and go, oh, yeah, that thing is here. I'm going to go do that thing. And then I get really into it. But as far as immersion goes for myself... I don't, I don't know. Maybe I just don't look at the game through the lens of being immersed in it so much as I just like reading everything there is to read. And yeah, nothing really kind of knocks me out of it. There's some stuff where I sit there and do a double take and go, I'm sorry, what am I doing right now? But nothing, nothing. And most of it is Murloc stuff.
1: (laughs) I know what the one thing this expansion was that completely shut me down. What? When you're in Thunder Totem Uh in High Mountain and you go around a corner you're looking for drums and you run into a room and there's that paladin with the two unconscious town ladies. Oh yeah, Marcus. Oh that,
2: the romance novel guy. I wouldn't Marcus. say that that
1: broke my immersion so much as I just straight up was like what
3: the what just happened here? No, never mind. I don't want to know. Yes. Yeah, that guy right there, that that's like Marcus. One of those Marcus that took- Jonathan yeah, that took me a couple of minutes to get my head around. The fact that I... he, he graduated head of the class from the School of Debauchery. I mean, he's a paladin, but before then. He was part of the Karen tour. Little known fact. Anyway, uh, our next email is from Zam, who says, Dear Watchers, have any of you tried out the dynamic cam feature yet? It changes the camera perspective from directly behind and above your character to an over-the-shoulder view. It's only available through the console commands right now, although there is an add-on for it. And it takes some adjustment to get right, but it really changes how you see Azroth. It's a pretty cool feature that I recommend if you're looking for a new perspective and experience and wow. Sincerely, Zam. I didn't realize I I knew that it was there and then they took it out. I didn't realize you could still access it with the console commands. They uh
2: they I think they turned off the option because either people were accidentally turning it on or it was accidentally being turned on. It was like by on default. by
3: default or something, yeah.
2: And um I don't like it. The way yes. it wiggles around. now. I can't do it.
1: My problem with dynamic cam is my same problem with like Skyrim and, and fallout. Um, I don't like a first person or close to first person perspective. I like to be able to see my character and the area around them. I actually like the game up and behind me a bit. I don't want it that, you know, dynamic cam isn't first person, but it's right there. And it's much more, you know, you like, you can kind of see part of your head, like at least the time I had it on and I was desperately trying to get it to turn off. Um, So I don't like it. It's not really for me. It also
2: did that thing where like if you clicked on the NPC, the camera would move to like focus on the NPC and just like that much camera movement. Yeah. It kind of makes me want to barf.
1: It feels like a movie where they're like, you know, they're trying to do dynamic cinematography with the camera, but it ends up just shaking it a lot. That's kind of, I don't, I'm not a fan, but uh, if, if it's your thing, cool. If you'll play a lot of Skyrim and that's the perspective you like, cool.
3: I am. I haven't seen this in action yet, but now I kind of want to try it out just for the purposes of taking screenshots to see if I can get some extra angles out of it, because that sounds fascinating. So It would be, it'd probably be great for like just going around the world. Yeah. Like, you know, if you just wanted to like do a video
1: where you rode around and showed people stuff, that would probably be great. I, I can't play that way. Like, you know, it's just it isn't for me
3: okay well we've got time for I think one more question here um, this is from Annalise human paladin on moon guard who says dear ogglers of the storm which I actually really like that title it's kind of dirty. I feel bad for storms ogglers of the storm
1: yeah
3: what is the best glitch you have ever personally seen in world of warcraft for instance i just finished a Skyreach instance where the druid tanks travel form glitched while the healer was riding him for the rest of the dungeon the healer could heal while riding on the bear tanks back thank you for all your hard work annalise
2: my favorite I wanna one last,
3: i want to go last so
1: you, i see if you guys get mine okay okay
2: my favorite one was when uh death knight De- death grip would glitch if the death knight was standing on a boat So, for example, if you're standing on the boat in Booty Bay and you death gripped somebody that was on the pier, the game didn't know where to put the person who was gripped. So they would fly to like the default like boat location, which was underneath
3: shot across the world, which was
2: under Hillsbrad. So you would start in Booty Bay, you'd be death gripped, and then you were just being thrown through the planet, just flying through the void until you reached the boat underneath Hillsbrad. And you got there and you were just like. What the hell just happened? <laughs> I love it.
3: That one was nothing will top it. That one was pretty great, actually. Now that I'm remembering that one, because like a lot of the, a lot of the, okay, I may have done some exploration in my time when I was like a player back in vanilla on my baby characters. Um, so a lot of those glitches and things are things that I've done. Um, like corpse hopping so that I could go see old caverns of time before the caverns of time were ever a thing. Um, that was an accident though. I, I went up to the caverns of time, the door of the caverns of time, and there was a dragon there and the dragon murdered me. And when I went to go get my corpse, I realized I could run through the wall. Um, I didn't try rezzing on the other side. I just ran in as a corpse and went, Whoa, what is all this crazy stuff down here? Uh, There was another one that was very deliberate where if you took a mage into the dead mines and then you used Blink to get back out of the portal, you could fall through the world. There was a spot where you could jump off and you'd fall into an ocean Far below anything else, and then you could swim, and there was this place with like floating emerald trees. This all sounds like some really bad trip, but I swear to God it was there, um, and I have screenshots from it still somewhere. Uh, so a lot of the a lot of the glitches that I liked were all very much they were exploration glitches. Um, getting into old Hyjal involved rock climbing, like uh, any of the hopping. What did they call that, Alex? You know what I'm talking about? The walking on terrain stuff? Wall yeah, climbing? the the wall climbing stuff. But it was there was a specific term for it where you just like hop up the side of vertical walls and things like that. Um, I got very good at that. And this was all, I think it was just like this. My favorite glitches were the ones they were all exploration related back in vanilla when you couldn't fly. There was no way to get to to the places to see the things that you hadn't seen before unless you figured out how to get there. So yeah. Rossi well Alex got the one I was going to say okay
1: which is that but the slingshot because <laughs> yeah, that was one of the mess, most it I, was I
3: had pretty a, crazy
1: <laughs> I had a death knight at the time and I immediately went and tried that out as soon as someone told me about it and I was like oh god <laughs> yeah. I am like a god as I, long as I stay I on this boat a,
2: I took a friend down the booty bay and I didn't tell him what I was going oh, to do oh no <laughs> I took a friend down there I'm like hey I want to try something he was like alright so we duel and I death grip him and he just types into chat as he's soaring through the planet he just writes what have you done <laughs>
1: But one of the ones that it wasn't I don't know if this counts as a glitch or just a slight exploit, but there's this happened several times. There's several places in the world where you could do this, where you could basically um, you could get feared or you could like charge was notoriously weirdly buggy in very specific circumstances. One of the bugs is because the thing called the desync bug where you this was way back. I don't know if it still has it, but you charge at something and then the world would go away like the world. Actually, not the world, just everything in it. Like, you'd still be in the world, but all the animals and stuff would be gone. And you'd be alone in a, in a completely empty Azeroth because it desynced you. Like, you were now not in sync with the rest of the server. Um, or the, the other thing the desync bug would do was it would kind of, like, you charge and you take the strangest path imaginable. Like, I was trying to charge to you and you're across a body of water, like a, like a river or something. And I go sideways, down into the river, back up, kind of around a tree, and then to you
2: so rossi you might appreciate this uh varian heroes of the storm has charge Mm -hmm. and um so it works pretty much like wow's charge that you hit charge and on your target and you'll just travel in a straight line to him but if anybody uses abilities or ultimates that like create terrain like Leoric's in tomb creates walls Mm -hmm. uh varian you can still use charge because it considers okay you're still in range with this person use charge but then he will just zoom off in random directions to try to navigate this thing. So, like, depending on how much stuff is in the way, he might just travel up to a different lane and around it all the way back down again instead of taking that straight line. Yeah. It reminds me of old Charge and WoW.
1: But the thing is, is if you use Charge properly, um, and there's other ways to do this. And I think Anne and I went and did this one at one point. But if you did it in at Stratholm, you could do this in a room oh, and yeah. Charge, and you'd end up underneath Stratholm.
3: Yeah, I took you there.
1: <laughs> yeah, you took me there. But you could do this, like, back in the day with Charge, you could do this. And I did it not not at StratHolm. I did it in Stormwind. I charged a rat in Stormwind for no particular reason. Just try, wanted to get a little far, faster, so there's a rat over there. I charged it. I ended up under Stormwind. And back in the day, WoW looked three-dimensional, but it really wasn't. It, it was, was kind of
3: smoke of, and mirrors.
1: There's a lot of camera tricks, to give you the impression. Stormwind was actually like a movie
3: set. It was flat it was yeah. like there were flat pieces you can still there there was a glitch that happened when I was in um eversong where all of a sudden my flying mount could actually fly uh and I flew over Silver Moon City and got some photo fo- or some some photos I got some screen caps of Silver Moon City what it looks like from above and it's the same thing it's the same principle where everything is like you could see it if you fly from Silver Moon to the Isle of Kelt and you look over to where silver moon is at you can see it in action where there's like these flat panels that suggest depth without actually being there like solidly there
2: even in new stormwind there are some places i don't know if they fixed them but like as recently as the legion pre-patch they were still there some of the buildings in stormwind are like two houses kind of smashed together to make a bigger house and where the rooftops like where the seam is you can slip in between them if you slip in between, you could drop through the buildings and you get into like the innards of Stormwind.
1: Yeah. And back, it's still like that. I did this back in the day and I ended up in old Stormwind, like in Stormwind, when it's basically underneath Stormwind, but there's nothing. It's a giant flat plane. And you can like run and you can basically go under like the, back then you could go under the stockades and look up and see the stockades rooms. And you could mm-hmm. do this with the other dungeon that wasn't in the game. There was another one that was like out on another another island had like an instance portal and two guards in front of it but you couldn't go in because there was like a gate in the way. You yes. could run under that and look up and see the rooms. It so was, that, was, you know, that was yeah, that was I think basically what I'm saying is pretty much all of our our favorites are either yanking a dude halfway across the planet and or exploration exploration yeah. they, all glitches. Uh, so boat and stone talon. The boat and stone talon was awesome too. Oh yeah, god they, they
2: all great. kind of They all kind of involve getting where you're not supposed to be under the game world and ruining the whole illusion.
3: (laughs) Ruining the immersion. That's the best way to ruin the immersion. Go someplace you should not be. Anyway, uh, that wraps us up for emails, and that kind of wraps us up for the show too. Blizzard Watch is made possible due to the generous contributions at Patreon.com/blizzardwatch, and your continued support means that this podcast site and community is able to thrive and grow. Blizzard Watch supporters enjoy exclusive benefits like early access to the podcast, a better chance at having your question answered on our podcast or the queue, and an ads-free site experience.
1: Thank you very much, Anne. This has been the Blizzard Watch Podcast. If you have an email, please send it to podcast at blizzardwatch.com and put Blizzard Watch in the subject line. Uh, That way we know it's for us. Uh, Thank you guys very much for listening, and we will be here next week.
0: Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable.